Welcome to Paranormal Things on Keith from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we're going to hear Uncovering Roman Silver Coins, Expedition Unknown. Hi, Josh. Good to see you. Nice to meet you. You too, Josh. This is historian and landscape archaeologist John Peck rewriting the book on the location of Boudicca's final act. Let's Boudicca. talk Boudicca. Okay? This question of her final battle and her burial is a huge mystery. So, why, why Tristo? Well, that's interesting. I, I've been fascinated John by Payne. the story since I was a child. So if we take Landscape it right back, article. the only thing we have to base any study of Boudicca's final days on is the writings of two, two Roman historians, and the other's diet. What do the Roman writers tell us about this final battle? Well, the key one is Tacitus, and he gives us the overall picture of the campaign, but also some very specific terrain descriptions that help us identify the battle site. Okay, so in terms of the campaign, We've got Paul, General Paulinus, the leader of the Romans. He's in Anglesey in North Wales, uh, suppressing in the North Druids. Wales. On hearing of the rebellion, England. he started to move southeast Kingdom. to try and deal with the Iceni threat. At the same time, Boudicca and the Iceni were moving from their homeland in Norfolk through Colchester, which they destroyed, destruction of London, and then they moved up to St Albans. So we have a force coming down from north, a force coming up from the south, so we need to start looking in the centre. And we are right in the middle of these two arrows. You're right in the middle of the two arrows on Watling Street. Now, Watling Street is, is this amazing road that's still in use today that was effectively a Roman highway, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we're in the right area. I would hope so. According to Tacitus, the Romans are outnumbered 25 to 1, so they use the local topography to their advantage, stationing their troops around the edge of a steep valley. Tacitus is very specific that the Roman victory was dependent on his massively outnumbered troops holding a piece of terrain. We need a narrow valley with steep sides so the British couldn't bring into play their wonder weapon, the chariot. Right. Too steep for a chariot. Too steep for a chariot to go up, but not too steep for the Romans to advance down once they uh, started their attack. And that's the description we have. And that's what we've got at Church Stone. John shows me a topographical map of the this area. Just take a look Roman at how steep coins. this ridge is and how good a bottleneck this valley makes. Right, so this goes all the way around this area. Showing the top of All the top, fortifiable at the top, but at the base, you've got a, a valley that narrows significantly that could trap Lysini as they try to escape, which is one of the key factors in the battle. This is your brain. This is your... Tacitus describes a Tacitus. slaughter. 80,000 Celts died that day, while the Romans suffered just 400 counties. In one fell swoop, Boudicca's uprising is crushed. As for the Kill. queen herself, Dio claims she falls ill and dies, and is given a costly burial, which means ceremonial offerings were likely made at the site. Lots of, lots of money. Lots of gold. Convinced that he's discovered the location of the battlefield, John thinks he's found this costly real site as well. Oh, man. John brings me to a field directly south of the church, a place with an extremely intriguing name. This is Dead Queen's Moor. This is Dead Queen's Moor. It's a real Lord of the Rings name. So why did they call it that? It's possible that something at some point was found that suggested someone of royal birth was... Josh Keats. Like Quirica. But, okay. In this case, they were building a few hundred years later. And they got the first temple, but a big thing they found was this. Get out of here! There's a huge head of a woman. Yeah, it's not a woman. It's a very angry looking woman. Look at that. Look at
It's not a cheetah, either. It's painted to the mid for century. That's like a you have a regular army out here today. Yeah, we certainly have. I noticed that everything's more just on the arc. That's right, you guys are a bunch of arcs? No, we are. It sounds like the artifact cavalry club. Ah, a different connotation in the States. It's going to be kind of, uh, because Horde. Not yet. We only just have to figure out if we find something. Okay, we've got a lot of ground to cover. While the narcs try to bat out Lucas Horde metal detectors, John's called in backup to help narrow down surfaces and using a new technology. This is uh, Bruce and John from Aerodate. Hey, Bruce, nice to meet you. Pleased to meet you. Pleasure. What is this beast? This is a broadband ground penetrated radar system. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is a radar attached to a drone. I have never seen this before. So when you fly this with the radar unit, how high off the ground do you fly? About five foot. And how far underground can it see? 10 to 15 feet. 10 to 15 feet underground. Yeah. Wow. In the sky, wow. Aerial GPR sends high-frequency radio waves into the ground like and ground measures how waves are reflected back. It can cover more area than a ground-based unit and detect disturbances in the soil above. Signs that something might be buried here. Cool. Alright, should we fly? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, ready to take off? Okay, let's back it up. Flying the drone low and slow, Bruce gets to work, running a grid pattern over the field. Unbelievable. I can do anything. Ground penetrating up. Alright, we got yes, we got Wow. We got something here. Right there. Yeah. How deep is that hit? Less than five feet. We got something out there. Yeah. This thing works. The GPR detected a disturbance in the soil nearly seven feet long, potentially big enough to be Boudicum, or maybe a treasure trove of offerings. John and I join Alan and Dave Narcos, and we begin to sweep the area where the GPR spotted the anomaly. Anything, John? Nothing so far. But nothing is all about persistence. Nothing. And Dave here didn't earn his narc vest for nothing. Roman coin left. Alan, hey! You got something? Got us over here. What do you got? What you got? Oh my word! Look at that! That's silver! Yeah, yeah, that's Roman silver. You can see, there's, there's no, no later silver looks like that. Alan, come here, look at this! Oh my god! Silver coin! Wow, definitely Roman, Gracian. Russia. Wow. So he'll be late 4th century or 370. Look at the condition of this. Hey, it's work. Fantastic day. So we're looking at about 300 years after Boudicca here. Yep. Because there's no problem with that at all. Because if this were a burial site, then why wouldn't there be people passing by here, visiting here, even making offerings? So I think the trick is now to take a more measured approach. Keep looking around here. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. see what else we've got. Yeah, I've got another shake over here. Another head. Let's see what comes up. Oh. And I got one here. As quickly as you can, Dave and I dig in. Roman coins. And just like that. We got another one. Another, another coin. One. Yeah. I got something here. 
double jackpot. Yes! Yes! Got another silver. There you have it. Again, Josh Gates, Ignition Unknown, we meet again, leave tight.